A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Assalamu Alaikum and welcome to our dear listeners to another episode of The Breakdown by Al-Hadi Youth. Uh, this is part two of my uh, chat with Shabra Qasim on making your money work for you. So if you haven't listened to part one, do listen to it. Uh, we discussed um, saving uh, pensions and, and saving for the future. Uh, in this episode, however, we start talking about investing and making your money work for you. You know, we touched upon compounding and how, um, you know, saving money in, in the short term can lead to huge gains in the long run. Um, we discussed the stock market, how to invest for the long term and the types of things you can invest in. Um, and also the behavioral side of investing, you know, touching upon the quick wins, uh, cryptocurrencies and, and you know, the, the, the FOMO of, of it all. Um, so do stick around for this podcast. It was a really great podcast and there's a lot of helpful hints and tips for you to help better manage your finances. Um, as I say, this is part two. So if you haven't listened to part one already, do give that a listen. Um, otherwise, enjoy the podcast. So welcome back to uh, part two. Um, in our first uh, podcast with Shabba, we were talking a lot about saving, um, making sure that you're saving for your future in terms of your pension. You know, you're not, it's never too early um, to save for it. Um, and, and right at the end, we touched upon um, this thing called compounding. So, and, and, and you, you sort of referred to it as a snowball and, and, and free money. Um, and in, in this podcast, we want to touch more on the investing side, so the, st- the stock market, um, buying shares, beating inflation. But I guess the, the first thing I, I wanted to focus on before we get into all that is this, this theory of compounding, because um, I, I know I, I'm quite familiar with it. You know, you, you mentioned that Einstein quote, but I think conceptually it's a bit difficult for, for someone to, to get their head around for the first time. So if we could just maybe just talk about that in a bit more depth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's just crack on with that. So, so compounding is this idea of you're earning interest on interest or, you know, people don't like the word interest, but return upon return. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, just to give you an example, if I was to lend you a hundred pounds and I charged you, you know, 10% yeah. um, for the year, that would be 10 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, so um, that would be uh simple interest yeah and if we did that every year um as long as you've borrowed the hundred pounds you just pay me you know 10 pounds a year in interest Mm -hmm. okay it's not it's not that's not compounding so what we mean by compounding is so in the situation let's say let's use an example so in year one let's use um uh, 1100 pounds Okay. as the starting figure yeah so 1100 pounds is the starting figure and it's a 10 percent interest rate okay and we're using a compounding method here so in the first year um the interest on that 1100 quite simply is 110 pounds yep okay so we add that 110 pounds now mm-hmm. onto what the original amount was the original mm-hmm. principal which was 1100 so now we've got 1210 pounds and we're earning 10% on that. Yeah. So 10% on 1,210 is 121 pounds. So you can see that the amount that we're earning has gone up from 110 in the first year yeah. to 121 in the second year. Mm-hmm. Now, if we take that 121 and we add it on to the 1,210 yeah. that, we've, that we've amassed, we've now got 1,331 pounds. Yeah. And if we now say 10% on that is 133 pounds 10, 
we can see that now the amount we've earned each year has gone from 110 to 121, now to 133.1. Yeah. Now, if we add that 133.1 to the, the, the previous year's amount that we've amassed, we've now got £1,464.10. And if we take 10% of that amount, we've got £146.41. So mm -hmm. you can see that we started with £1,100. Yeah. And, and what we were earning on that £1,100 at the start was 110 But after four years, because of compounding... Yeah. We're now earning one one hundred and forty six pounds forty one. Yeah. On on that an initial money. Yeah. Because it's compounded, it's been added back in, and we're earning interest on top of the interest. Mm -hmm. This is an absolute game changer once you realise that, that that this is what happens when you invest. Yeah. Um. And, and more specifically, is when you invest in the great companies of the world. Yeah. Which which is the stock market because the great companies of the world will tend to pay out uh, dividends, yeah. which is a share of their profits. Mm -hmm. And if you reinvest those dividends, you're really supercharging this yeah. whole compounding effect because the, the idea when it comes to investing is that well, you invest because the value of these companies will go up and as they go up um, and they pay out these dividends, yeah. you're actually buying more yeah. units in these great companies. And therefore this compounding effect that we've seen in, in this example is that your money is growing at a, an, an incredibly, not a fast rate, but a steady rate. And over time that just gets more and more powerful. Yeah. So, um, we sort of jumped, jumped the gun a bit with, with starting to talk about the, the stock market, which I think we're going to come to. Yeah. But just on this, on this topic of um, uh, compounding, just a sort of an example of how time plays such a, a, an important factor. And just going back to starting early. So let's say we've got two individuals. Yeah. Um, let's, let's just call them, you know, Mrs. A and Mrs. B. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Mrs. A is aged 25 and she decides to save a hundred pounds per month for 40 years. Yeah. Okay. And um, so over that period, she's invested a total of 48,000 uh pounds. -huh. Yeah. hundred pounds a year, 1200 pounds, hundred uh, pound a month, 1200 pounds a year times 40. She's 48,000. If she received 8% a year yeah. on her money. Yeah. Um, the value at, age 65 would be 322,000 pounds. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's the, that's, that's how her pot would, would have grown to. With compounding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with um, Mrs. B, she wasn't as um, uh, let's say committed um, yeah. to, to investing in her early years. And so she started at the age of 55 okay. and she realizes that she's got a bit of catching up to do. So she decides, oh, well, I think I should start saving about a thousand pounds per month now. I'm in a good job. I'm going to save a thousand pounds per month. Um, but she's only got 10 years until she's 65. Mm -hmm. So she saves a thousand pounds per month uh, for 10 years. So she's now invested a total of 120,000 yeah. pounds. If she gets the same 8% return that Mrs. A had, mm -hmm. 
the value of her pot at age 65 would only be 180,000. Wow. Okay. So if you think about it in a percentage term, that Mrs. A has put in around sort of 40% less. Yeah. But got 80% more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's simply because she started at the age of 25, whereas Mrs. B started at the age of 55. Mm-hmm. The window for her wealth creation was longer. Yeah. And therefore compounding had more time to take effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because that in the early years, you know, the, the increments are very small, but then as that snowball gets bigger and bigger, it really takes off. You know, Mrs. B was putting in a lot more money, you know, um, every month, you know, she yeah. was putting in 10 times, you know, yeah. um, the amount every month, yet she didn't get anywhere close to, to what the, you know, Mrs. A had. So that just shows you the power of starting early, um, or, or what I like to say, the wisdom of, of, of starting early. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's the time value, isn't it? It, it? The key thing is just, just being on it from, from when, when you start earning, putting away a small amount, no matter how small, your example is if you if you put away, I guess I guess if, if you've just started off off earning maybe hundred pounds is a lot, but even if it's twenty pounds, in forty years, it's a lot of money. So, it's, it's yeah, definitely worth it. and 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 with that whole thing about sort of starting early is that you know income will increase. Yeah, you know, and as your income increases, so should the amount that you're putting towards sort of your your, your future self. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens a lot of the time is that as our income increases we have what's called lo- like lifestyle creep and yeah. and, and what, what en- ends up happening is that now it's you know uh instead of sort of driving a ford you're driving a sort of bmw you know instead of a sort of three bed house you're now looking for a five bed house you yeah. know and that's just human nature um as long as you can still maintain the increase in your investments you know that should be your sort of the, the main priority um, yeah you know when planning for your future self yeah yeah no definitely definitely and then so so this 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 compounding this magical formula um very simple but as you say it, it leads to it leads to great things in the future i guess now the million dollar question is for all these listeners how can i do that what, what how how can i invest and how can i make sure i i get returns like that yeah. So look, so the first thing is, you know, why do we want to invest? Right. And, and, the, and the reason being is because we, we need to make our money work harder for us. Yeah. Um, everyone wants to um, get more money. But like I said, it's important to know why you want more money, because otherwise that's not going to lead to any happiness. And we want to be happy human beings. Yeah. Um, and and um, the, the, the main driver is beating inflation. Yeah. You know, so historic inflation in this country has been, let's say, 3%, you know, mm-hmm. the, the history It's a bit less at the moment. Um, but on average, that means that over a 30-year period, you could expect the cost of things to go up around two and a half times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the reason why this is important is, you know, although the listeners are young, the average, let's take your parents, for example, their average retirement for two people will last around 30 years yeah so it's really important to understand that at the beginning of their retirement or the beginning of your retirement whichever way you want to look at it whatever cost a thousand pounds is likely to cost two and a half thousand pounds by the end of that 30 year period yeah so if you haven't 
made provisions to make sure that your money is going to go up by two and a half times, you're going to find that your standard of living is going to go down. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if you have a thousand pounds on day one and you haven't made that grow to two and a half thousand, well, you can't afford to buy the same stuff. Yeah. Quite, quite simply. So this is why we look at different assets mm-hmm. um, in order to invest, because we know historically that there have been other places we can put our money other than cash which then produced a return in excess of inflation. Now, yeah. one of those is equities, mm-hmm. stocks and shares, or investing in the stock market. Yeah. And, and people sort of get a, a bit worried by the word, the stock market. And, and you can see sometimes people, oh, sh- stocks and shit, risky, you know, yeah. oh, yeah. My, my, you know, my parents lost all their money on. And yeah, there, you know, people have lost money. Um, and that's probably more because of them than the stock market Mm -hmm. Uh, that's maybe because of the decisions that they made as opposed to you know the stock market is a collection of the biggest most profitable companies globally yeah um me and you all of us collectively we are the stock market so if we just run through a typical day um maybe not during covid times because we're not probably not spending as much but let's say, you know, you wake up in the morning, yeah. you know, the first thing you do is you reach over and maybe you've got a bottle of water, you yeah. know, you know, that bottle of water, you know, you've probably bought from a, from a supermarket, which is being listed on the stock market. Yeah. Yeah. Or even the, the branded bottle of water that you bought might be a company that's listed on the stock market. Mm-hmm. You then probably pick up your phone. And if, you know, and if it's a, if it's an Apple product or a Samsung, you know, that phone, that company is listed on the stock market. You then go in and you brush your teeth. The toothpaste you've got is probably from a, 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 one of the large sort of pharmaceuticals that produces yeah. um, toothpaste and, and, and mouthwash. And so you, you again, you're brushing your teeth with something that's listed on the stock market. You, you then pr- go downstairs, you have breakfast and literally everything in your kitchen has been bought from the supermarket, which is listed on the stock market. You then decide that you jump in your car because you want to go and visit someone yeah. um, and, and your car actually is, a, is manufactured by a company that's listed on the stock market. <laughs> and then when you decide that you need to stop and fill up petrol, you stop at a petrol station who produces and refines the oil or, uh, and, and the petrol that's actually listed on the stock market. Yep. Literally our whole day is consumed with using the goods and services of these companies that are listed on the stock market. Mm-hmm. So, the thing to understand is when people say, well, the stock market's crashed. Well, you know, if the stock market crashes, people don't stop using their iPhones and, yeah. and their tablets and people don't stop driving their cars. Yeah. So we've got to start to understand that part of being a really good investor is ignoring the news because yeah. the news just spreads doom and gloom. You don't really hear the positive stories, mm-hmm. but you always hear the negative ones. So understanding that in its simplest terms, the stock market is a collection of these great companies um you can then start to understand that they have historically been the best place for us to invest our money um and generally there are sort of four places that we can invest our money we've got cash which we've talked about which is pretty pretty low return but it's safe from a perspective of you can get hold of it when you want it yeah but but long term it, it you know it's a loser 
you know, to lose it because of inflation. You've because just... of inflation. Yeah. yeah. If interest rates were five percent, you know, a different we'll have a different conversation. But you've then got property. Uh, and when we say property, the reason why property is a good investment is because over time, property tends to go up in value. Mm-hmm. But it also ge- it also gives you a rental income. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, and, and when we talk about real assets, what we want is we want an asset that grows in value, but also gives us a rising income. Yeah. So that's the definition of, you know, a real a real asset, mm-hmm. you know, something that gives you total return. Um, and so property can be good um, in that respect. But again, it's difficult because you need a lot of money to invest in property. Yeah. Um, and unless you're a very big property portfolio investor, you're going to be very much invested in one property or maybe a couple of properties. So there's there's a lot of downside to that in terms of you know maintenance, um, rental voids and, and, and things like that, which you need to be aware of. So sometimes it's and it's very illiquid. You can't suddenly you know, sell your property at the click of a finger. Yeah. So, but essentially, you know, great returns can be made from property. So we would consider that as an investment. And then the last is stocks and shares. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, sorry, we've got stocks and shares, which is one, and we've got bonds, which is another. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on stocks and shares and bonds because they tend to form the portfolios that most people will invest in. Mm -hmm. When they when they decide to to invest in an ISA or a pension, you're you're effectively putting your money with loads millions of other people into a fund which is managed in order to generate these returns. So if you were going to be let's say a hundred percent in equities, a hundred percent in the great companies of the world, yep. you would have a fund which would be invested in in all of these companies. And the reason being that a fund is so fantastic is that you wouldn't be able to go and buy the individual shares in those companies. So a fund facilitates that for you. Okay. So the fund goes out and buys thousands of shares in these great companies. Um, We always, in my field, we, we, we talk about something called diversification. So if you wanted to buy, or if you wanted to invest um, in, in the great companies of the world, you may sit there thinking, well, which great companies should I invest in? Mm-hmm. Should I invest in Apple? Should I invest in Tesla? Yeah. Um, should I invest in Barclays or Bank of America or you know any of these companies? And the thing is, it's very hard to know which companies are going to do well, which companies are going to do bad. Yeah. So that's why we use a fund in order to have access to thousands of companies, because that way we're spreading our risk over a larger pool. Yeah. Makes sense? Makes sense, yeah. Okay. So if you're 100% in equities, um, you're going to experience some ups and downs, right? And that's where we always hear stock market crash, you know, down 20%, down 30%, etc. This is a feature of the stock market, okay? It's not a bug. Yeah. You know, the reason that um, prices are volatile is because that is the the price of admission mm-hmm. yeah in order to get the superior longer term returns that the stock market offers you need to be able to stomach the the, the short term ups and downs so historically if we look back at the the stock market over sort of a, a 20 or 30 year period it's very difficult to lose money in the stock market if you invest in a diversified portfolio of shares because 
the stock market and we're, we're talking about the global stock market, but we could be talking about the, the S&P 500, which is a good proxy because the, the US stock market is the biggest mm -hmm. in terms of its sort of global capitalization. Um, and therefore, people often refer to the S&P 500 as a good barometer. But, you know, generally, the, the, the global stock market. It'll be difficult to lose money over a 20 or a 30 year period, because if we look back mm -hmm. we're, we're, at every period, the stock market is higher now than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Yeah. And, and the reason why we have confidence in that continuing is because if you think of the stock market as a collection of the biggest and the best companies, mm -hmm. what do the biggest and the best companies do? Innovate, grow. Yeah. Exactly. Innovate, grow. You know, we, we now have technology which you know, 30 years ago, wasn't even available on, on the rockets that went to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got that in the palm of our hands, mm -hmm. you know, so that just shows that humankind has progressed leaps and bounds and we will continue to do that because that's, that, that, that's our nature. So these companies will continue to grow. And as a result, we would expect the long-term trend to increase along the way, there will be bumpy rides. And the reason being is because a lot of this is driven by emotion. Yeah. fear and greed um and you know we can just see that with, with covid and, and things like that you know there's been some sort of really sharp falls but then some really sharp gains you yeah. know in, in the stock market now a lot of people might not be able to stomach being a hundred percent in 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 equities so what they will do is then they'll bring in another asset class called bonds mm -hmm. and the difference between equities and bonds is you know equities you're an owner because you've got an equity stake in a company and a bond is where you're a loner, mm -hmm. not as in you don't have any friends, but you're a, <laughs> you're, a, you're a loner to a company or to a, to a government. Yeah. Historically, bonds have been uh, an, an asset class that dampens the returns of equities. So mm -hmm. it kind of cushions the blow because let's, you know, you earn more by owning a company than you do by lending to it. Mm -hmm makes sense right you wouldn't expect it to be to be the other way around yeah um so historically bonds um where you lend to large corporations or or, or governments you know globally if they're credit worthy etc then you'd expect their prices to be a lot more stable and less erratic so for um, an investor that doesn't really like the huge ups and downs of the stock market then they might choose a portfolio for example which was 50 percent global equities and 50% bonds. Yeah. You know, and therefore they're dampening out some of the some of the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's yeah, no, no, that's, that's like a really good really good overview like stocks and shares 101 for someone who perhaps doesn't doesn't know but wants to get involved and and as we say take advantage of that that compounding. Um, and it's it's all about like you say it's it's just all about beating that interest, right? Making your money work for you because you don't want to be you want you want to have some cash for a rainy day or for your house but if everything's in cash like you say in 30 years cash is worth a lot less if you put it in a company which grows your money's worth more and, that, and that, that's all what you're banking on right well yeah you're, you're banking on human ingenuity right you're you're, yeah. you're banking on mankind and humankind to to keep progressing and going forward um mm -hmm. which we have you know we're, we're living in houses and and we have toilets that flush and we don't have to you know we don't have to walk miles down the road fortunately because we've got you know 
fantastic, you know, facilities now, which, you know, 150 years ago or you know 100 years ago they they they, they didn't have right we've, we've yeah. made advances in in every single you know we're now we've got people like elon musk who mm-hmm. as you know as crazy as people think you know is trying to take civilization to, to into space yeah you know and and colonize mars you know you know <laughs> is, is is the next sort of step right and that's you know that's not beyond the realms of imagination right because you know now i was amazed at how you know with such precision you know you can send satellites into space take pictures do geological excavations and studies and and all sorts you know controlled from 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 here right And, and it's just amazing at the things that the technological advancement and and with that technology advancing as as human beings you'd expect us to to only get better so you know, and that will create more wealth and, and opportunity, etc. But there will be ups and downs. And, and just to add that, you know, in terms of, you can expect a, a period, which is called a bear market. You know, every sort of five to six years. Yeah. You know, and and, and history would would show that, like clockwork. You know, we've we, we've had one, uh, and and every time we have a dip, you know, it's followed by a resurgence mm-hmm. and the and the upward trend but then there'll yeah. be a little dip along the way and then and then the upward trend continues so you know history being our guide we we we, we expect these things we had it in 2002 with the dot-com crash we had the great financial crisis 2007 2008 we had a great run we suddenly had the pandemic which you know stock market fell sort of 30 odd percent in 30 days yeah but then but then rallied you know um after that so we've we've got to be careful not to sort of panic um, when, when, when bad news appears yeah. and, and if we are invested we know that we're invested for the long term because we've got our cash for the short term yeah yeah no and I guess I guess the thing to just note is for for the for the purposes of this podcast you know making your money work for you um, like we say there's a number of options we discussed in part one another option is putting your money in the stock market but you know that that depends on each individual right but if if you can stomach that risk obviously there's, there's always going to be a risk to something. So if you can stomach it or, or if you want to diversify or it, it, it's just, it's just another option, isn't it? Yeah. And I would like to sort of change the terminology because risk often means or people often associate risk with loss of capital. Mm-hmm. In reality, it's very difficult to lose capital when you invest in, in the stock market, unless you decide to sell. Yeah. So, you know, you know, if you had a if you if you owned a property and you had a little ticker above your house mm-hmm. that showed you the, the the change in value day to day, yeah. you know, if your house was down twenty thousand pounds, you know you're not even going to contemplate selling your house at that point. You know it's just like no, I'll wait for it to go up because I'm yeah. pretty sure. You know unless things were really really bad and you were desperate and you needed to sell it. Now, thank God that there isn't a ticker outside our houses because you know people's mental health would really suffer. Yeah. Um, and it's you know, but with the fact that the stock market is such an efficient mechanism for for, for pricing in what's going on globally, yeah. it changes minute by minute. And mm-hmm. so, news outlets have a, a fantastic you know, FTSE one hundred down ten percent today, or FTSE down you know every fifteen minutes on LBC you might get what the FTSE's done. Well, honestly, who cares? Like yeah. it's it, you know it's not important, but you know p- you know news outlets need something to fill the space, and investors then you know get very uncomfortable because we're just not wired to be able to sort of put that 
irrational fear to the side and 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 realize that this is for the long term and we forget what well actually do you know what we've had crashes before yeah um this time isn't any different it will pass and we'll move on but mm-hmm. you know that's more of the sort of the behavioral side of of investing which probably needs as much attention as the investment knowledge side yeah yeah and i mean i guess just before uh just before we do wrap up that is something that I think we had discussed would be, I think, something good to just touch upon in this podcast. I mean, the behavioral side of investing, you know, someone puts money in and then then they, they get scared, cold feet, take your money out or, or, or leave it for the long term. I mean, another like just, just really interesting thing is the, the, the sort of the, the rise of cryptocurrencies now and just that, that sort of behavioral aspect, the, the, way, the way people invest, invest in those. Um, as you say, it doesn't give you it doesn't give you like an annual dividend or anything like that. It's just, it's just sort of hoping, hoping things go up. And I, I don't know, I thought, I thought I'd get your thoughts on that before. <laughs> yeah, we wrap up. I was, I was going to say, I was, I was waiting for the, for the, for the Bitcoin, the crypto question. Look, you know, I don't understand crypto mm-hmm. is the honest truth. And I don't feel ashamed to say that, you know, I get it, but I don't really understand it. And if I don't really understand it, there's no way I'm going to recommend it to any of my clients. So, you know, none of my clients put any money in in crypto unless we've got a financial plan in place and they've got a little fund, which is their fund money, which, you know, they can do whatever they like with it because it's not going to detonate and blow them up, you Mm -hmm. know, in terms of their their long-term wealth creation. So, yeah, so, you know, I understand that people like the thrill of, you know, things that go up and down and, but there's, there's a large amount of FOMO when it comes to investing. You don't want to, you you know, when we're all playing football and we're back in the car park and if everyone's talking about, you know, oh, you know, they made a couple of quid, you know, a few hundred pounds on, on, on Bitcoin or another, you know, crypto and you haven't, you kind of feel like that you're missing out. Yeah you know, oh, potentially they're going to get rich and I'm going to get left behind. And so you follow the herd. This is, yeah. this is, this is a bias that we have is, you know, herd mentality mm-hmm. where we, we follow the, the crowd. And, and that's because we, we're wired like that, right? Safety in numbers, the tribe sticks together. You don't want to be an outcast. Yeah. Right. So, so that's really prevalent. The thing is, is you know, something like crypto, I don't know, it might be, huge in the future it might be the way forward you know i don't know is it an investment well no because it's speculative yeah it's 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 not an asset because what you're doing is you're obviously banking on someone else valuing it more than you do or be willing to pay more for it than than you have yeah so you know as they say you know are you waiting for the next fool to come along and purchase it for more than you have you know Mm -hmm. that's you know typically what gets sort of said with with these kind of speculative investments mm-hmm. um so there's a whole debate as to you know will will blockchain actually be something that replaces currency in mm-hmm. the future um i don't know i don't know enough about it like you said it doesn't provide an income um it doesn't provide a, a, a historical basis for 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 a rising value because it i don't know what is its value yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I certainly, I certainly don't. Um, so it's speculation, you know. Just, you know, just like we've had many other things in the past where people, have, you know, have speculated. I mean, you know, 
you know, precious metals, for example, you know, I mean, apart from, you know, you know, gold, for example, I mean, we don't use gold really anymore for, you know, for anything other than it's, you know, it's a shiny metal, you know, yeah. that people feel safe, that it's a kind of a safeguard. Store yeah, a store, a store of value. But again, you know, gold, you know, your gold bars don't give off a rising income. Yeah. You know, it's not like a, it's not like owning a, an equity or owning a property. You know, the, the, the reason why that the reason why equities and, and, and property go up is because the income that they produce goes up. That makes the asset more valuable. Right. It's yeah. the it's the it's the cash flow that, yeah. that it produces. Gold doesn't. It's a store of value, I understand. But, you know, some of the great, great investors of our age have kind of discounted gold as an investment, uh, you know. And so, again, you know, people take comfort in it. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's not a, it's not an investment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my 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 views on on Bitcoin are such that you know just be careful, don't blow yourself up. Um, and and people people have because when you go into something that you don't understand, there is that 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 chance. And there was that whole GameStop scenario, you know, yeah. recently where they tried to you know drive up the price in order to try and beat the hedge fund managers, and people have lost thousands of pounds by messing around with stuff that they've got no idea because you know they're yeah. on a reddit forum and they read it on, and you know suddenly people are like fearful of missing out and and if you hear they read some of the stories online they're horrific because people have literally you know used lifetime savings to try and speculate and make a quick buck or two yeah and they've been wiped out which is which is their own fault yeah and i guess i guess that's 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 the thing isn't it there's there's a time and place um, for these type of investments. And there's always that behavioral aspect, like you say, if you don't want to miss out, you want to, you, that thrill of putting money in and in a month it's doubled, like, oh, wow, I, I feel amazing. But in terms of like that proper financial planning and you want to be thinking about your future, you, you sort of, you just, you just want, you just, I guess we're not giving advice to anyone, are we? We're just having a discussion, but you just sort of want to weigh up your options and see what what will make that money for you in yeah. 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is. I I think I can give advice in t in terms of crypto, but you know, <laughs> don't don't invest a lot of money. You know, don't don't go crazy with with crypto. I don't know. I I just find it bizarre. I I, I wouldn't certainly feel comfortable, um, you know, especially because I don't understand it. Mm. You know, and, and I think it's a lot of people need to sort of appreciate that. You know, if you don't understand something, stay clear of it. Yeah you know that's a good that's a good motto to lead your life by mm -hmm. um in all in all aspects but yeah again and you said something very very pertinent which is you know sticking to the you know having a plan and sticking to it if you don't know really what what you want yeah you can't align your investments to to the values because you know it's just like yeah absolutely you just you'll partake in anything just to make just to make money yeah. or you know okay, well, you know, a lot of people have self-destructed because they didn't actually need to go after the next thing, mm -hmm. but just that thrill that maybe thrill, yeah. or, or that, that herd mentality, you know, caused them to make really bad decisions. And, and they, would, they were fine. You know, they had everything that they needed, but, you know, they just went and, you know, blew themselves up mm -hmm. unnecessarily. So you've you got to be mindful of that. Um, and that's why, you know, having a plan, having some clarity over what's important to you, your, your, your values, what you want for you and your family is probably the most important thing you can do. Yeah. Um, otherwise you're forever chasing. Yeah.
and the next shot and the next shiny thing which is, is is essentially why we're doing you know we, we want the next shiny thing we want the, that next thing's going to make me happy that next house is going to make me fulfilled or I've, I'm, I, I would have made it if I get to, to such and such yeah you know that's a fallacy we know that that the bar always just it's a bottomless pit in terms of yeah the bar getting raised um raised up so you need to be clear yeah yeah and i think yeah i think i think that's a good good point to to end the podcast on i mean thank you very much we've had um like you say in the first podcast all about saving the second podcast all about investing and i think we just i think for someone who perhaps um hasn't sort of thought about any of these things it's like a really good introduction an introduction to it um so thank you thank you very much for your yeah, time on no, the podcast. No, no problem and if anyone wants to reach out and you know say hello or ask some questions um i guess you can find me on linkedin um yeah. or, or maybe just you can, you can post um sort of email addresses and, and websites etc you know in, in show notes uh, yeah. or, or, and then yeah, if, if anyone wants to get in touch or any feedback um that that would be fantastic yeah yeah no definitely yeah and um, i mean if any if any of our listeners have any um feedback for our podcasts or any suggestions that that they want to hear more of or maybe they want to hear more of shabar uh do let us know oh i, I doubt ask. that i think i've spoken enough over the last couple of <laughs> the last two episodes i think yeah they they, they probably want to rest so yeah <laughs> no more no no more of me um but it, it's been a pleasure thank you very much for having thank me you. Thank you. Yes. And, and to our listeners, yeah. Any any feedback, do let us know. Our our social media, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Facebook is all at Ohadi Youth. So um, you know where to get in touch. And, and thank you very much. Um, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.